it's been a while since we have hosted and enjoying the journey podcast but i am so excited to have with us today ben fuller i got to meet him a couple months back in nashville his story penetrated my heart deeply and i think all of you listening today will just see how god is using this this man and uh, how he has changed his life around it touched us deeply and we couldn't wait to get him on the podcast so today we have ben fuller ben thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me this is what an honor uh, yeah. don't say that yet you have no idea what you got into no i'm just kidding. <laughs> I was wondering about the questions. I'm going, uh oh. <laughs> well, we didn't know you until October. I mean, that's the first time I ever heard your name, got to hear your story, uh, and, and what God's been doing in your life. So I'm assuming a lot listening today may not know you uh, either. And and so what what can you tell us about yourself or or about your journey? Um, well, basically I was, uh, I grew up in a, in a small town in Vermont on a, on a dairy farm. And, um, you know, I, I never went to church. Um, we had church, there's lots of little churches in new England, little white churches in new England that are super old. And, um, you know, I was kind of taught like old people go to church to get ready to die. Mm. And that's like, that's, that's literally how I looked at it. And I was like, Oh, you know, grandma and grandpa go to church cause they're, they're getting ready to go to heaven. And that's just, they, they just are going to get close to God then. And that's it. Um, between that and funerals and weddings, that's the only time, um, we really talked about church and, um, you know, my, my grandfather passed down to my father, which passed down to me just this hereditary thing like we don't we don't want to talk about feelings where we're men we don't share we don't we don't elaborate on things we just we just don't talk about problems that's it period we we we, we move past them and um you know sometimes that was moving past with the silent treatment you know i remember going you know a long time weeks sometimes without talking to my dad um growing up that really messed me up and um i you know, at 16 years old, I was um, very, very close to taking my own life. Mm-hmm. And um, there is, there's something so powerful um, about staring at the barrel of a gun and almost pulling the trigger. And I, in that moment, you know, I didn't know God. I didn't know anything. I, that, you know, where they say everything flashes before your eyes. It's like, I saw all that. I saw my funeral. I saw my mom find me. I saw all all the line out the door for people to see me and the stories that they would tell afterwards. It was like these flashes in my mind of, you know, not yet. And, um, I let go of that gun and, and, um, you know, two years later turned to cocaine Uh, one year later, I guess, whatever it was, turned to cocaine and alcohol and just, I couldn't deal with my problems. I couldn't deal with fighting with my dad and arguing, uh, constantly. And, and I just wanted, you know, I'm an emotional guy. (laughs) I like to Mm. share, I like to share my feelings. I like to talk about things and I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that with him. I didn't have an outlet. And so I chose drugs and, um, you know, the numbing and stuff that happened during there, I I didn't have to deal with it. I, I could, I could, put it all, put it all away. Would you, um, say, 
would you would you say your your biggest um, stress or or adversity was this relationship with your dad? Yeah, that, yeah, and 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 how uh, the more songs that I've, the more songs that I write, how uh, how powerful is that that my relationship with my father had been broken? Mm. <laughs> you know, right. and, and I was just really missing my father. I was missing my father here on earth and I was missing my father in heaven. And uh, I didn't have that relationship and that openness to be able to, to start there. I didn't even know how to go about starting that relationship. Mm. Um, and I, and, you know, like I said, my father was taught the same for my grandpa and he just didn't want to talk about, it. you know, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. Um, so that it, it's so beautiful to see how it all, now that I'm on the inside, now that I, now that I've said, yes, and now that I see all these things, I'm looking at it from the outside going, oh, my goodness. And, and that to me, is just so beautiful how he put me through all these things, how I went through all these struggles and almost took my own life mm. to now be able to openly talk about it and uh, and share about it with, with, with guys like you. And, and the way the way you share and I think why my heart is so. Um, connected to yours is I grew up kind of in the same vein, so to speak. So I grew up not on a dairy farm, but on a farm in central Iowa. And my dad became a pastor. So a godly man, but uh, I have an older sister, younger brother. I was diagnosed with this disease called muscular dystrophy. When I was really young, my dad and I super tightened. Then Sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grades, very little communication, very little relationship, and exactly what you described. I wanted, I was in eighth grade when I attempted or the first, the first time, just because of a, a hole, a, a, a dad hole, maybe is the best Mm -hmm. to describe it. And yeah, just. So when you share that, I can feel it. I can understand it. It's, it's something that's hard to, you know, that saying it takes one to know one has really been prevalent in what I do and, and where I'm at. And like, you know, hearing, hearing that from you is like, that makes me feel better. Mm. <laughs> in a way it makes me feel like because because there are times when I tell this story that I I don't you know and God has has redeemed it in such a way that I don't spend a whole lot of time on the bad stuff anymore and I try to stay on the good stuff but it's like man when I really think about it um it made me feel really alone and the devil still tries it with me believe it or not he tried it with me when I was sick we were talking a little before the show about, about COVID and, uh, you know, how we both got it. Well, he tried it with me then. He had me stare over at, at, at an old cowboy pistol I've got on my desk. And, and he just, he, and, and I automatically, I'm such a visual guy. I saw that thing in my mouth and I'm going, mm. what the heck was that all about? Uh-huh. What was that all about? I repent, bro, get, get, get away from me. I bind and rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus right yep. here. And it's like, but, but those attacks still come. He knows he's not going to get me with that anymore because the God that we serve is so much bigger. But I'm telling you what those attacks are real. And a lot of people don't want to talk about those attacks. A lot of people don't want to even share that with anybody. 
And uh, I believe he's put me through those things so that I can share. And so that now you can share. Now you just, yeah. I didn't know that about you. No, no. And, and, and you said it, I hate to say beautifully, but yeah. you, you said it the way that I, so my dad and I have redeemed our relationship. Yeah, come on. I, I would say we're super close now. Um, wow. I call him for advice about everything. Remember, he's he, he's been a pastor for 20, 25 years. So, of course, I want his input. Of course, I want yeah. his insight. And, and now I kind of understand a little bit more why those years were so difficult and why I pushed him away or why there was friction or, or, or whatever. And again, uh, I grew up Dutch and Dutch. People do not like to talk about their feelings or yeah. been fuzzy. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been redeemed now, but like you said, I get the opportunity to travel and speak. I don't spend as much time on that anymore. I, I may say we had a rocky relationship and then move on to, to the beautiful things now because yeah. it has been redeemed. And, and so I love the way you put that, that, yeah, you can still talk about the hard things, but you can yeah. talk about the beautiful things that, that God is doing now and how he's redeemed and restored those. And it's funny that you bring up uh, when you were sick, that Satan attacked. Yeah. yeah. We must be a lot sim more similar than I realized, because it sure seems when I'm yeah. under the weather, he comes yeah. flying. Yeah. Like I think he knows that. Well, because he knows how strong we are. And that's just what it is. He knows how strong we are and how we carry ourselves and how we pray and, and how we've got, you know, swords and we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're yeah. ready for battle. And that's just it, period. And, and we're not to be messed with, you know, because of who we got beside us and who yep. we've got inside us. Yep. And, and when I'm sick and I'm feeling weak and I'm doubting myself, I'm doubting my yep. prayers, I'm doubting, the, you know, it's like, God, why did you make me sick? You know, yeah. <laughs> feel good. And then all of a sudden it's just like, here comes here comes here comes the evil one and he's going to try to just play on all that crap that's in your head and yep he uh you know he's woke me up a lot of times and uh in the middle of the night and i just have to say the name of jesus and i just say i just say the name of jesus over and over and over until i fall back asleep mm. and i don't you know i i don't know what's going on i don't know what kind of attack it is sometimes it's not clear to me at all but i do and um you know, he hates this fact too. And, and it's beautiful to hear you say that you've redeemed with your father, mm -hmm. but so have I. And yeah. my, my dad has now, it's so amazing to watch God go after my father mm -hmm. and God is going after my mother and God is going after my sister and God is going after my nieces and after my brother-in-law and after my whole family. And he's just going after every single one of them. And my dad said to me last week, Hey, your mom and I want to come down and, and uh, come down to Nashville and visit you. Mm. They've never been here in three years that I've been almost four years. Now I've lived in Nashville and they've never come down here ever. And now all of a sudden my dad says, Hey, we want to visit you. Hey, uh, Hey, yeah. Do, 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 you know, that'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't it? All these things are talking about. And it's like, what? <laughs> and, and there's just, there's little moments that I see this clarity is like, it's, it's clear to me as ever that God is completely softening my dad's heart. And it's so beautiful because I've now changed this whole family tree and I've broke this cycle of my grandpa to, and, and his grandpa and his dad and all these generations of like, 
you know, just, we don't talk about our feelings. We're men, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. Well, we're men. Well, men can cry. I cry more times than, than I want to even say on this podcast. Right <laughs> now. But I'm telling you, I, I, it's so good and it's so real. And, uh, the fact that he's chosen me to talk about this stuff and to do it in such a way that it, it can reach others like you. Yeah. It's an honor to serve and it's become my purpose. That's why people are like, you know, I, people joke, it's like, you haven't even had a job in how many years. And it's like, you know what? I, I actually have had a job and, and God is my employer and mm-hmm. I work for God and he's, he's just got me, he's just got me going. And uh, I, I have like the things in my head or I think about, man, I was just talking about this with my family in Christ last weekend, um, mm-hmm. this beautiful ex Amish family who I'm extremely close with. And uh, you were mentioned Dutch, but anyway, they've been teaching me some Pennsylvania Dutch and, and this and that. And they, uh, we, it's amazing how God has put these incredible, beautiful families in Christ in my life. And my family in Missouri put this beautiful family in Christ in my life. And my family here in Tennessee, beautiful family in Christ. I've got all these three families scattered across the state that love Jesus and they love Jesus with their whole hearts and they've taken me in and they support me and they help me and they feed me in every way. And then now all of a sudden God's taking my family that I grew up with and he's bringing them in. And I, and I have so much faith that, that they're going to be the same and they're going to see and they're going to feel, and it's going to be like, wow, you know, we love you. And that's just one of the things that I, I make it a point now to say to my dad after every phone call to say, I love you. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, you know, I'm, I'm, it breaks walls down. It does. And it's been very, it's been very, very beautiful. Um, and so I won't stop doing that now. It's just, it's something I have to do. So I love it. I, uh, my dad and I love each other. Right. But we're, we're maybe still not at the end of the phone call. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. each other. But I have put it in to our family. So I've been married 24 years. My wife and I just celebrated 24 years at the end wow. of November. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And we uh, we have a 19-year-old son. He just got back from basic training and uh, AIT. And then we've got a 16-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old daughter. Well, ever since they were little, because of what you're describing, you know, having this hole, so to speak, right? Yeah. Does my dad love me? Does he not love me? Why, why do we not talk about this? We've said I love you forever. You, you yeah. know, every time we hang up, love you, love you, bud, or love you, hon, or whatever. It's so ingrained in my kids now. They could be talking to the uh, Jimmy John's order guy on the other end of the phone and hang and up. They and love you. Like, hey, I love you. <laughs> praise God. Praise, praise God. Me too. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> be like, I'd be like, did you just, did you just say you love that? Do you even know that person? Thank but you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh when I'll be like, uh, <laughs> did you just say that? <laughs> oh, but it's so good. It's so yeah, good. It's so I, good. I, I've, I've wanted that and I hope it continues forever, you know, till we yeah. take our last breath that you, you don't have to question whether or not mom and dad love you. You don't yeah. have to question. I mean, you may not like our parenting at times. You may not like our discipline. You may not like consequences, but you don't have to question whether or not my heart uh, beats that I love you. Beautiful. You just, yeah. you don't have to. And, and I love hearing so much about this. Can you take us back just a little bit when that conversion happened? 
So you're, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're living this life. You have this ache in your heart. Uh, you've yeah. gone to, you know, drugs, harder drugs, alcohol, all of that. Yeah. What, what happened where you're like, enough's enough. Yeah. I, I, you know, it was most of my adult life. Um, you know, whatever that is, 16 years or, you know, whatever, off and on and off and on. And I refuse to consider myself an addict. You know, mm -hmm. I refuse to think about me as one of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I was like, no, 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 I, I can put this down. Um, I can stop whenever I want. I can control it. I'm in control. Yeah. Um, and they were really controlling me. And um, I had moved down. Um, here to Nashville in 2018 okay. and uh, for country music. And it was really, it was really in spite of everybody else. Almost. It was like, I kept hearing, Oh, you should go. You should go. You should go. I was finally like, whatever you guys fine. I'm just going to go. And um, it was amazing how God started opening doors immediately. And I didn't even know that, but my house sold in one day mm -hmm. and it sold to a, to a woman from Nashville, Tennessee and it was like all these signs. And I was like, and at the time I'm like, what a coincidence. That's so cool. Wow. <laughs> I'm so blind to the whole thing. And I said, I literally drive down with all the stuff in the back of my truck and, um, you know, stay in this hotel. And I was petrified. I remember drinking so much. I was just like, I, I locked the door. I didn't want to leave. I was like, this was a stupid decision. There's sirens, there's people, there's lights, there's all these things. And I worked at, uh, you know, I worked at Tootsie's um, down here on Broadway, one of the honky tonks down yeah. here on Broadway, nine months. And I was just drinking. And so I had reached this, I was drinking at 10 in the morning. I mean, I, I'd reached this point in my life that I was just like, I'm, I'm just tired of these ways. I'm just tired of living like this. There's gotta be something more. There's gotta be something more. I remember feeling throughout my life of this calling of like, Ben, you love to help people like help people. You love to have an, you love to make people laugh and smile, like then make them laugh and smile. And, and, and I remember feeling those bits and pieces as I grew up and, um, I 2019, I guess it was the fall of 2019. There was a family. God sent a family from Vermont, uh, which is just nuts. And a year and a half before I even got down here and established them they pulled their five kids out of school they they moved their jobs everything and they came down to nashville and they didn't know why hmm. and they i i had landscaped with their son because I, I got a degree in landscape architecture and again i functioned through all these things i sure. could drink at night right and i could work during the day i was functioning i was fine i'm like i can use cocaine on saturday and sun and, and a little on sunday morning whatever if i even went to bed and then, you know, uh, Monday, I uh, Sunday night, I sober up and Monday through Friday, I go to work and then Friday night hits and it's let's go, let's party. And mm -hmm. so I had landscape with their son for a short season and they call me up and they so they knew me. It was that we were kind of rough acquaintances and they said, Ben, we're so sorry we haven't invited you over yet, but we're here. I don't know if you know we are. We'd love to have you come over for dinner. So I went over for dinner and uh so it was a Saturday night and they asked me to join them at church Sunday morning. Mm. And, uh, I was like, sure. I love <laughs> people. I don't know what, yeah, like whatever church. That's cool. And, um, I went and it just, 
I'll never forget walking in those doors at Church of the City in Franklin, Tennessee. And they, you know, there was like, there's close to 3000 people, I guess, that attend that church. And wow. and it was like walking in and they had this thing called Kid City. And it was like, there's 800 children there in these little pens and stuff. And they're like, <laughs> you know, taking school classes. And I'm walking in there going, looking around and I'm, everybody's beautiful and everybody's smiling and everybody's in such good. And I'm just like, what is this place? <laughs> and, uh, I, I, I went down and we walked to this auditorium and I'll just never forget standing there in that aisle and hearing that music and that, that it just drew me in. It was a magnet and it drew me into through those doors and you know, hearing that stuff. And I remember seeing all those people with their hands up and I'm like, what is going, what is this place? What is this? But that music filled me up so much. And I couldn't, I just, I couldn't believe it. It was like kind of music that like, you know, it didn't go through you. It didn't just shake you a little bit because of the subwoofers that like literally went into me and didn't come out. Wow. And I just, I knew right then and there, and it was crazy, but I was like, this is the music that I'm going to sing the rest of my life. Mm. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how it is. I don't know anything about it. I just know that the way that this makes me feel right now is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I went back to church every Sunday and um, I had an experience with the Holy spirit the first time with the Holy spirit. And it was, it was at a worship night and a prayer night during the 21 days of fast and prayer. And, and, uh, and this is in, you know, coming into the winter of 2019 fall, I guess. And, um, I just was so moved and I was in this circle and I remember, you know, we were all holding hands and there was me and the, the Davenport family. And, uh, there was a Hispanic couple that had come over and they wanted to join our circle. And I was just like, uh, like our, our, our circle's full. You guys are strangers. I don't really, you know, and I'm thinking this in my head <laughs> I'm, and I'm going, I'm not really sure about this. I don't know you guys. And, uh, the father of the family opened his hand up and he waved him in and they came in and, um, I'm, I'm I opened my hand up. And so anyway, this guy stands next to me and he just says, Hey brother. And I said, Hey, and, and uh, welcome. And so the mother of the family starts praying and she starts praying. She says, God, I know Ben is new at this. God, I know that he's, it's been so long. I know that he's just, he's hurting. He's in a weird place. He doesn't understand all this stuff. Just meet him here, Lord, meet him here. And the man standing beside me knew that this was my, this was that I was very new. Mm. And he put his hands on me and the Holy spirit moved and he started praying in English and praying in Spanish and, it was crazy and my whole body heated up and I felt like, I don't know what it was, but it was like, I literally felt like I was floating mm. and uh, I just, his wife was, his wife was screaming, oh my God, oh my God. she's running around with tissues and she comes over. I'm just bawling and I can't <laughs> stop bawling. And the man, the man that I didn't even want to let in the circle. Yeah. I could I couldn't stop hugging him. Mm. And that man, Andy Levine, was a worship pastor from Colorado that was mm. looking for a church. Wow. And he had moved that same week. And this was his first week at the church, too. And it's just unbelievable. I, I'll never forget 
how I felt after that and the relief. I literally said to myself, I've never been so high in my life. Mm. It was like all the coke that I've ever done, all the drugs, all the drinking, all the sex, all the things that I've tried to replace. And I didn't have to do anything. Right. I didn't do anything. I stood there in a church and I cried. And it just filled me up to the brim. Mm. And when my feet got back on the ground from that moment, it was like my whole life changed mm. and God started pulling out the addiction out of my head. And he started pulling the swearing out of my head and he started pulling these thoughts. He started pulling my ways out. And I was drinking 17 beers a night, you know, and it was like mm. between that and whatever else, it went down to 10 to eight to two to none to three months sober. Should I tell somebody about who I am now? What, 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 I don't really know what's going on, but I just, my desire for beers completely gone. Wow. Um, and my, my, you know, I had a group of friends that actually had an intervention with me to come back to the other side and I couldn't, I couldn't believe that, but, but, but I had gone home for a trip and, and to do some music and, they were like, we don't really know about this church, Ben. We don't really like this church, Ben. <laughs> you know, don't don't forget who you are and, and who you really are. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to scream. And, and I just took it all and I shut up because that's who I am. But I really wanted to scream. This is who I am. Right. And that and that's exactly what I found out and what God has has told me and what God has shown me is I don't need any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's done nothing but open doors. Um, and so I guess today is two years, two months and 26 days clean and sober. And it's like, he's done nothing. Yeah, he's done nothing. We need to have an applause in the background or something. I mean, that's huge. So that's, that's our congratulations. He's done nothing but just blow, blow my mind. And he's allowed me to tell the story. Um, in hopes, you know, it's like Paul, right? And that's why I love reading in the Bible. And I, and I hate reading, to be honest with you. I hate reading. Yeah. And um, I, I read little bits and pieces in the Bible every morning. Sometimes it's a sentence. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's a page. Sometimes it's two, whatever it is. But I read as much as I'm supposed to or as much as I do. And it's always amazing. But that the section in the Bible where Paul is, you know, be, be all things to all people, mm. you know, and it's yeah. like, you know, be, be, be the weak to win the weak for God. It's like, be like the poor to win the poor for God, be like the rich to win the rich for God. And it's amazing how I've been able to fit in with the most rant, whether the homeless people or the most wealthiest people on this planet. And I've seen both of them and I've yeah. talked with both of them and, and both of them have loved me. Yeah. And it's like that, that to me is such a beautiful thing. And so that that's what I my purpose now is is not to smash people on the head with a Bible is not not even to really preach, uh, but to just tell my story and to just say, look, this is what God did for me. And I'm choosing to believe that he's real because my ways, my ways were awful. My ways were empty and they just didn't get me anywhere. And now all of a sudden, you know, 
I've just, we've come out online about signing with Jeff Roberts association, you know, the big booking agency and yep. they book, they book, you know, we, the kingdom and Zach Williams. And I mean, the list goes on and skillet and the list goes on and yep. on and on. They're, they're, they're incredible. And so the fact that I'm even part of that, and there's a whole lot more news to come about everything else here in the next month or two. Mm. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah. I, I could never write this story. No, you know, so anyway, I, I just, that's, I'm so thankful every day when I get up and I just say, God, I don't know where, I don't know how, but you do. Mm. And, and you're going to use me and just, you're going to put me in the path of somebody that needs to just have a smile yeah. or just, just a quick hug. Like you, I was laughing about your son at the, you know, the, at the checkout, you know, saying, love you. Yeah. You have no idea that person at the, at, at the sandwich shop might've just lost their mom or, or got in a, got a a really bad, I don't know, report or, or just found out they're broke, whatever. Yep. Yep. And, and those words or that affirmation of just, Hey, loving on people, man. I've turned some people's days around because of that. And you know what? People have turned some my days around because of that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the main goal of the Bible, right? Treat others want to be treated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when somebody says, I, I love you, you know, you brought up guys, right? Generation after generation. We are men. We don't, yeah. we don't say that. <laughs> you know, we don't. But when somebody out of the blue, especially somebody you respect, it, it, it could be one of those uh, in, individuals that you describe, you know, maybe they're, they're a high leader, wealthy, whatever. And when they say, I love you, it's like, what? Yeah. Re- really? I, I thought I was yeah. just a peon or a yeah. whatever. And, and it does, it makes your day. It makes your, can make your week. Yeah. It, it, it does something in your heart that is, uh, yeah. hard to explain. Hard yeah. to explain. And you so bet. I just, I just love this conversation. I love, <laughs> like I said, I, I think our souls are, are, are very similar. And yeah. the first time I heard you start sharing uh, a couple months ago in Nashville, I was like, wow, God, we yeah. need more of this. We, we need yeah. more individuals that are willing to, to share their, their story and um, yeah. believe, have faith in, 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 in that redemption story. You know, not everybody has a redemption story. Some people mm-hmm. have the opportunity to to love God from a very young age, and and you know the addictions of life, uh, the temptations yeah. that that uh, others see they don't don't see. But the ones that are in it, that are fighting, that are wondering, am I valuable? Am I not? This thing has gotten a hold of me. I don't know how to get rid of it. And and where are you, God? To have somebody such as yourself get up, share, sing. And, and, and then have some fun with it too. A little wit, a little humor. Yeah. Oh, it melts the heart like crazy. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Rob, because there are so many people that say to me, well, I don't have a story like that. Right. I don't have a, a hard, crazy story in my story. And you know how many times I was, how many times I've heard from people, my story doesn't matter. Nah. My, my story is not big enough. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just, I'm, nobody cares about a guy that's gone to, to, to prison. Nobody cares about a guy that's just struggling. I don't even have anything really crazy that's happened. I've just, I've kind of, I've been going to church my whole life. Yeah. And, but I feel so distant from God. 
Yeah. Well, then tell that story. And yes. that's what I'm here for. It's just like, you know what? Well, then tell them. I've yes. been going to church my whole life and I'm feeling so distant from God. You can say that in just those, just those two sentences, period. Yep. This has been my life. I've gone to church my whole life. And, and I don't know why I feel so distant. Because do you know how many people have gone to church their whole lives and mm-hmm. felt so distant from God? Yep. And so I, that's just one thing that I refuse to do is tell a story that isn't mine, but also, you know, try to try to speak on something that I don't understand. Right. And I had a conversation with this with a woman um, uh, up north this summer about that. And, mm. and she had said to me, you know, how come you don't pra- how come you don't praise those that have been in church their whole lives or give give thanks to those youth that have gone to church their whole life? They need your encouragement of a young guy like yourself. They need that. encouragement. like, I'll tell you why, because I didn't go to church my whole life. Right. I didn't. I, I didn't. And I don't know what it's like. Yep. And so I, I refuse to speak on things like that because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it was like to be 16 and going to church right? And, and being celibate and taught all these things. I don't know. I'm celibate now over two years and it's been crazy mm-hmm. and it's been really hard. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I've been struggling with that, but along with my sobriety, you know, and, and celibacy, I know that God's got a perfect wife for me. Mm-hmm. I know. And I'm 34 years old and it's like, I, you know, the, the, the older I get, the more scared I'm getting, the more nervous I'm getting about that. But I also know that, like, I'm trusting God because look what he did with my whole life. Right. Right. And so I'm choosing to, I'm choosing to trust him for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just so glad you brought that up because so often when we talk about stories, right, people are like, oh, it was it was overnight. It was gone. You know, I, yeah. I it, this was gone. But you just brought up uh, celibacy, which has yeah. been a challenge. And yeah. so knowing that he has redeemed you in so many ways, there yeah. still is temptation. There, oh still is, there still is this, this idea of, I need to trust God. Um, yeah, I, I, I say I trust God too, but then I get back in my wheelchair every day and be like, yeah. is tomorrow going to be better? Uh, yeah. What's 10 years going to look like? What, what's 15 years going to look like? And so it's, it's not that I don't trust him or it's not that I don't believe there's there's better days ahead, but I'm scared. I'm yeah. nervous. They, they, yeah. they stretch me from time to time in my faith and, yeah. and make me go, all right, God, I'm, I'm up on stage saying, I, I trust you, but right now I'm in a room. I'm ready to go toe to toe. Yeah. I'm ready to box this out and be like, uh, yeah. you know, you, you said you got me, but, uh, it doesn't feel like it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so being able to say that, I think, I think brings hope to people going yeah. like, yeah, he has this beautiful redemptive story. However, it's ongoing. Yeah. To be honest with you, and this is not for the faint of heart at all, but to be honest with you, it, this whole saying yes to Jesus thing has been one of the hardest things in my entire life. Yes. It's yes. been one of the yes. hardest things in my entire life because the cocaine, oh, I love it. I love to do cocaine. Yeah. The women, I love to sleep with women. The drinks, I love to drink drinks, all those things. And they're all gone because my conscience is now rolled out on a red carpet. Yes. Now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even sneak this. I can't even do this. My conscience will eat me alive. Yep. And that Jesus inside of me has been ignited 
And it's like, uh oh, you know the truth, Ben. And I'm like, yes, I know I do. <laughs> and it's been such a struggle, struggle yeah. with porn, struggle with looking at a girl in, in, in a way and perverting that. I mean, oh, yeah. my gosh, I struggle with it every day. And it's yeah. like I, I have to I have to speak those things out and tell those things because that's the truth. Because people I you know I've had to look at. Oh, he's here comes Jesus, you know. Oh, here comes God, here comes God. He's been changed his whole life. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm still the same Ben. Yep. I still have the same struggles. Yeah. Yes, God has redeemed me and pulled me out of some of those really big ones, but there's a lot of things that I still really have a hard time with. Yep. And and you know, and telling the truth, the truth is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'd rather tell a lie about, yep. you know, like you said, getting up on stage and instead of getting up on stage going, I believe in God, I trust God. Yep. When you really inside are going, I don't know if I trust God. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, you don't want to say that in front of 5,000 people that are looking at you going, wow, look at the faith that he has. You know, it's yep. funny. I just had a woman send me a message this morning and, um, online and she thanked me and she wanted to tell me about her son that just passed away Mm. and she said i see how much faith you have and i guess Mm. i'm just i guess i'm just asking for prayer and uh and i said and i heard immediately as i'm going to respond i've you know been really good about being the one that responds to all these messages online and i heard god literally you have so much faith. I heard him say that about this woman. And so I typed to her. I said, you have so much faith, not me. You do because you're questioning and you're wanting to believe. And so you reached out to me because I'm tangible because I can be talked to and touched or seen and heard right. and all these things. And it's like, God can't necessarily sometimes. And it's like mm-hmm. hard to understand. And so I, I, I heard that voice. It was like, you have so much faith. And so I told her that I said, don't put your faith in me, put your faith in him. The mm-hmm. fact that he, 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 he loves you so much. And I literally felt like, it's so crazy how that was. Cause, cause I wanted to respond. Oh, thank you so much. I try my best to have all the faith. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm godly and I'm good, yeah. and, you know, and I literally just heard the complete opposite. It was like, no, 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 no. She's got a lot of faith because she's reaching out to me through you. And that's exactly what I wrote back to her. And I feel so glad that I did. And I'm so thankful. But that's what I got to keep in the mindset, because along with that, the devil would like to get me there, too. Oh, you yeah. know, oh, he put me on a platform and then yep. maybe some kind of whatever. And then some kind of, you know, prophet, whatever, some kind of follower of Jesus that has all these powers. And it's like, nope. <laughs> I will not buy into that one either, Satan. Oh, so, that is good. Uh, yeah, that is. that's real. But that's real. How many times have I been on stage and been like, man, I, I don't, I'm doubting. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I, and I honestly, I will try to relay that in a way that I want to be real, but I'll, I'll tell you last week, I told, I, we were talking before, beforehand and I was in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Waukesha, Wisconsin, where that terrible tragedy took place and um, during the Christmas parade there. And I had I had several people thank me for not putting on a show. Yeah. After after three services. Mm. Thank you for not putting on a show. Thank you for not being an entertainer. 
And that really hit me hard because I was like, wasn't that what I'm supposed to? Oh, mm. you're right. I'm not. I'm not an entertainer. I'm not. I'm not putting on a show here. These are people's lives. Yeah. And this is this is as real as rain. And people's lives are at stake for the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And so the more truth that I can just spread, the more I can tell my story to the more people. And this is one of my struggles now is as I was sitting <laughs> last week and I was thinking about how many people there are in this world. And it was stressing me out because I'm like, I've got a lot of people to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I've got a lot of people to share my story with. Like I was starting to get anxiety about thinking about all the continents and all the people. And I'm like, I've got to talk to everybody and tell them about Jesus. (laughs) So, so thanks for, thanks for helping to get me to some more people. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Well, two questions I want to end with one. We like to ask our guests this question. If there is anybody that could be on this journey with you right now, who would it be? Um, Dead or alive. It's totally up to you. You know, I really, I don't know what this is. And I was thinking about this this morning a little bit. Um, I don't know why his name came to my mind, but Robin Williams. Wow. I've never had that one. I don't know why, but his mind came, his name came to my mind and I went, oh my gosh. I just, I love, I love everything. I've, I've watched a lot of documentaries and things on Robin and I just, I really loved uh who he was and i know he struggled a whole lot right and i know that he hid a whole lot and so it's like could you imagine if he came out with some of those struggles yeah some more and and was able to lay some of those down and and not have those struggles so hidden and so i i think about the the fun you know the fun how how fun would that be first of all hello dear you know, I mean, it would be like one minute he's, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, the next minute it's like, ah! You know, yeah. like, I just, I feel like that that would be a, a dynamic duo between both of us. But awesome. um, I don't know why his name came to mind, but yeah, to- totally Robin Williams. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That what is awesome. You're unique, man. That's the first yeah. time I've heard Robin Williams. On- that's awesome. And then as we, as we wrap up, anything you want to leave our listeners with? takeaway uh well i really uh i really can't stress enough about just telling your story Mm. and i and i think that that's just the most important thing in your whole life if you've got nothing at all if you've got no money if you've got no car you got no house if you've got no clothes you got your story Mm. You've got a story about it and you have no idea how that could impact somebody else and help somebody else. And, and 10 times out of 10 times, it's helped one person everywhere I've been. And it, and and it's just, just one person. There may be a thousand people. There may be 500 people. There may, it doesn't matter. Just one person though, at the very least has come up to me and said, you have no idea what that just did for me. Yeah. And so I'm not special in any way more than you or more than anybody listening today. And the fact of the matter is you can just tell your story Mm -hmm. about your relationship with your dad 
And, and, and I told my story of my relationship with my dad and you, and look at how much was similar. I don't know you. Nope. I do now. Yep. But how, how beautiful was that, that we shared all these things that were completely different and yet completely the same. And so I know that that everybody else will experience that same thing. And it just takes some guts to tell your story and everybody's got them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. That's what I would. That's what I would say. That is an awesome way in this, man. I have loved this conversation. I want you to know we're cheering you on. Um, Thank you. I, I am so excited to see what God's going to do and uh, just appreciate you so much being on the podcast today. This is the part where I say, I love you. And I say right back at you. I love you too. I do. I genuinely love yeah. you. I, when I say we're cheering you on, I, I, I mean it. I mean, I, I just pray that God continues to raise you up so that that story can get out there, so that the music can be shared, the story can be shared, and hearts can be touched. Thanks for tuning in to the Enjoying the Journey podcast, brought to you by Rise Ministries. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and to follow Rise Ministries on any of our social media channels. Thanks for listening.